Dad, did you wash my jersey? Mom, can you sign this paper? It's for school. Is there anything else to eat? So, what's this fundraiser for? Ooh, can we stop at the library? So, when's our next Disney trip? Hey, Dad, can I ride with you? Did you record the soccer game? We are not getting a cat. The laundry is still out of control. Welcome to the Victory Catch Podcast with Rick and Julie Randa, Season 2. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Victory Couch. My name is Julie Rando. And I'm Rick Rando. And we're here, guys. We made it. We made it. And for those of you who have been with us the past couple weeks, you know that we've had some uh, roller coaster rides lately. But, guys, we're doing pretty good this week. So we're happy to share. Honey? Yeah. You have on a special t shirt tonight. I do. I do have a special t shirt. You want to share the on. folks what that is who do not follow our Instagram I page? I have my full. Myrtle Beach Ladies Marathon shirt on. Yes. He did it by the grace of God. Oh, my he gosh. He truly did it. He by, truly by the truly grace by of the God. Truly by the grace of God. Yeah, for real. It's so, not even... Not even a question. You know, yeah. we can talk about this later, yeah. but let's just get right into it. I just yeah. say, let's do it. Um, the night, the day before, mm-hmm. we, we fly down to Myrtle Beach, um, and the only reason I flew is because... A, I thought I was going to go by myself, and B, I didn't want to have to drive home after running a race. we live two and a half hours from the airport. Y- yes. yes. Well, we live a long way away from Hurdle Beach. Yeah, we do. So I yeah. said, well, I guess it's better to drive two and a half than, you know, 10 plus mm-hmm. going to the beach. So, but Julie decided to join me last minute, well, about two weeks out, and... um I guess about a week and a half. It was out. about a week, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. A week. <laughs> wow. It was literally, I think, yeah. I think I booked the hotel six days before we went. Wow. Yeah. Okay, yes. Yeah, it was so quick. It was quick. But uh, up until the day before, you know, we get down Thursday and got settled, checked in. Um, it was very late Thursday for the race. night. Yeah. yeah, we checked in for the race on Friday. And up until about six o'clock that night, I was really contemplating switching distances Mm -hmm. i was thinking about just going back to the half because i knew i would be fine with the half even if my legs started hurting even if my plantar fasciitis sort of flared up um there's a lot of stuff you know just just outside stuff sort of factored in where i had lost a significant amount of weight actually leading up to the race and then uh with all the the pain and just other stuff going on. It's like, man, I don't know if this is a good idea. And the goal was Friday night after talking to my wife, whatever happened, we just wanted to finish standing up, upright, finish upright. That yeah. was the, that, that was, was the, the goal. Phrase, yeah. And there's nothing else that mattered. No time, no, Hey, you had a PR, none of that stuff. So, um, you know, I, I, I decided, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do the full, And right around mile 11, there's a, well, 12, there's a split where, okay, half marathoners go to the left, full marathoners go to the right. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, it's just tugging at me. Like, you know what? I can be done one more mile. My legs were already feeling it. My Mm -hmm. calves were already seizing up. They started right, right around mile 10 and a half. So I knew 
I was going to have a problem. I knew it was going to be bad. And something just told me like, look, you got this. Like you, you can keep going. You, You can do it. Even if you have to walk, even if you have to, you know, slow down, even if, you know, you have to go and get ice chips and, you know, salt tablets, whatever you need that you're going to be able to, to get it and you're going to be able to go. You didn't fly all the way down here to do a half. You know, you can do that, you know, 100 miles like from your house. Just did in December. Yeah. You know, so, you know, we, we got it. I, I did. I was a lot slower than I thought. It was extremely hot down there. Very draining. I saw people um, passed out from heat exhaustion. It was just, I don't know, if you're a runner, you may know these things. The heat does strange things to your body, especially if you're not used to it. So a hot day in the spring is different than a hot day in the fall because your body's just not used to that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'll stop rambling. <laughs> Thank you, everyone out there who sent some prayers my way. Yes. Believe me, that was definitely received. And uh, thank you. Special thanks to Mr. Woody, Coach Woody, who helped me uh, this entire two and a half, three month process to get my body ready. It just uh, didn't quite respond the way I'd hoped, but um, still upright, finish upright. So all good. Yeah, definitely. I'll circle back around to uh, thanking our folks at, at props later, if that's cool. Yeah, yeah. we kind of went okay. off on a tangent. If we you're did. a first timer, you're a first timer, this is not how we do things on the couch. one episode so you can hear because w- how life was affecting us a week ago. And we even just like right before we started recording, I said, could you have imagined a week ago? like what it was like from now. And we even said, you even said last week, gosh, if you just rewind one week, I was saying, Hey, I'm going to get a PR and you know, like I'm speaking into existence, so to say. And then last week it was like, Hey, things have changed and I'm human now. And today is like, God is good. And it happened. So it's been a journey for sure. But if you've never listened to the victory couch before, welcome. (laughs) We're going to kind of tell you how it goes. And, uh, just dive right in. So Rick, yeah. Rick, what do we usually do? So here's the deal. The Victory Couch is a physical place. Yeah. We're actually sitting on it right now. It's at the end of the day and Julie is on the right side of the couch. I'm on the left side of the couch. She brings two questions to me that I don't know. I bring two questions to her that she doesn't know. But you know, I think I'm going to go first. Okay. And here's the deal. You actually said something Um that lends itself into my first question. And it's just amazing to me of all the time that I've known you, how strong your faith is. And I'll give you an example. So we're getting ready to get married and it's an outdoor wedding. It's in the middle of August, which is rainy season, um, you know, hurricane season or whatever you want to call it. And I came to Julie and I said, listen, I love you very much. I know that you have spent a lot of time planning our wedding, but what if it rains? And she goes, no, no, it's not going to rain on our wedding. I said, I understand that. And I know that you have made plans to have an outdoor wedding. However, it does occasionally, no, no, no. She says, no, 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 it's not going to rain on my wedding. And she said on our wedding, she didn't say my wedding. She said on our wedding. And I was just curious of like, how... In, in the middle of a crisis, Juliana, how do you have such peace about you and situations that would abound? And I just gave you a lighthearted one. Sure. Believe me, in life, there are so many more 
deeper things. And Julie, it just seems like you are so steady. And then also the follow-up question is, how do you remain so steady in your faith? But also how do other people Mm -hmm. maybe searching for that, how do they, how do they get to that level? That's a big one. Um, I'll start with part A, if that's okay. So the question was, how is my faith as strong as it is? Yeah. I mean, how do you, how are you so resolved and resolute in, in that? I, I mean, I, I have, I have Jesus in me. Like, you know, I came to faith at a very young age. Um, I was in first grade in, in children's church back in uh, Upper Marlboro, Maryland. And, you know, coming to faith as a young kid, you, I mean, especially if you were raised in a Christian home, that's what you're around, right? And it seems that that's your natural flow. And okay, well, my parents believe, so I'll believe. And you know, you kind of are, are brought in that atmosphere. As you age, both, you know, in, in your humanity and in your faith, you're tested and it makes you realize, you know, when I said a prayer and asked Jesus into my life, and, you know, it, in our Christian faith, we believe that you are saved by the grace of Jesus, that, um, you know, God's son was sent to die for us, that we are all sinners. We're all born that way. And to acknowledge that, that you are a sinner, to acknowledge that, you know, Jesus died for us, that he rose again, that he is ascended to heaven and, and will come back again, you know that's that's the christian faith that's the root of it all and for me and the constant that keeps me strong is that christianity is a relationship just like you and i are in relationship my relationship with christ is like it's it's an everyday thing it's when i wake up it's when i go to bed it's when i'm driving it's when i'm struggling it's when i'm having joyful moments And because it's something that is constant every day, it's, uh, it's ever evolving. It's ever growing. It's ever changing and it's ever strengthening as a Christian, as one who considers herself a follower of Christ, like Christ is in me. You know, I I've told you before when we have hard moments, I'm like, you know, the power of Jesus is in my veins. It's in my body. It's in my soul. So, to have that strength, it's not of me, it's beyond me. And, um, you know, I just, I don't question it. I don't question it. I know that, I know what I know what I know. I know it's true. I don't have the doubt of that. I don't judge other people who think differently than me or believe differently than me. I wish for those who I come into contact with, to maybe think something's different in me hmm. and maybe question and be like, huh, like, what is that? Well, it's the fact that I'm a Christian. I have that light. I have that strength. And, um, yeah, I mean, just as simple and plainly as that, does that, does that answer your question? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you have what I call grandma faith because, you know, when you're little, your grandma took you to church, your grandma did like morning and evening service. Your grandma went to Wednesday night church. Your grandma baked the cookies for the bake sale that they sold at the church. Grandma volunteered to do the flowers for the 
whatever, you know what I mean? It's grandma faith. Like grandma's there. Grandma's praying for you. Grandma's giving you the card with five bucks on your birthday that has Jesus on the front. Like, and you, 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 even though you're young and you're far from a grandma, okay, let's, let's not go to, to age wise, but just, you have this unshakable faith that I just am in awe of. It really is special. And it's touched me in the past couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're, they're just, there's several moments in life where you just know that you have to lean on God. You know, you have to, because you can't do it. Yep. You know, um, but you're, you, it's like another level with you. There are people in the Christian faith that are, I mean, they, they, they're, they're, they're on another level, okay? Yeah. So it's it's that's that's the thing. You can't compare yourself. Your relationship with Christ and your journey is authentically yours. Hmm. Just like our marriage is our marriage. We don't compare that to anyone else, right? Like it's not like, oh well, we really killed marriage today, man. We were on top <laughs> of it. Like in comparison to those jokers, you know, down the right. like we don't do yeah, that. Yeah. It's very uniquely your own but the cool part about um there's a lot of great things about christianity when you have that the spirit you know um when you when you feel holy spirit in you it's it's just yeah it's it's unique and it's powerful and it's strong and um i do believe in in fellowship with christ i do believe in keeping a relationship consistent and it's nothing fancy like i talk to uh, like i talk to god when i drive i um, sing praise music, you know, I have it on in the car all the time. Um, that's how our son knows half the songs he does. That's why we go to, you know, Christian concerts on top of all the other, you know, artists I love. I'm not exclusive to going, Hey, we only do this. We only do that. Do I strive to, you know, um, live in fellowship with the Lord? Yeah, I certainly do. Do I fall short of, um, you know, the the connection I'd want to have, of course I do. You know, we all do is until we're, you know, while we're here on this earth, that's how it's going to be. But um, we always know that, you know, God has us. We always know that there is strength in our bodies because of our relationship and our connection. And um, yeah, it's unshakable and it's powerful. And why would you not want someone in your life, stranger, friend, foe, whatever, to not have that, right? So while I do respect and never push my faith on other people, if asked about it, as I am now, um, I'm happy to share kind of where I'm at and what I think and believe and, yeah. Well, I just have to say that there's been several times in our marriage where your faith... um, got us through. Mm -hmm. Coronavirus was an example. You know, uh, you know, the studio closes for three months. What are we going to do? Julie had just walked away from her job of 16 years. What are we going to do? We have no health insurance. Like, what are we going to do? Like no childcare. What are we going to do? You know? And Julie's like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And, uh, yeah, I just wanted to point that out that, uh, and just ask you about it, how, how you managed to always pull us through. Yeah. Well, I so mean, it's amazing. So I just want to say thank you. And then also, um, yeah, I want to be like Julie when I grow up. 
yeah, if, if you've been on this journey with us, we, we certainly weave our, our faith and this is probably the most we've shared, but, um, yeah, you're bringing the questions today, Richard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have a lighthearted one for number two, but I think it's your turn. It is. And before we continue, I, I also want to echo the, the voices that I put in my life, whether it be through podcasts, through, um, family members, my, my parents are both very, um, great examples. Um, you know, I, I have lots of, you know, relatives and my grandparents and, um, my siblings and yeah, a lot of people with great faith. So being around that is also, um, really, really powerful. You are who you surrounded with, right? That's right. All right, Richard. Whew. He got me there on that one. Sorry. It's I okay. Was, I was coming right out the, you right were, out the gate. You definitely right were. Right out the well, gate. Well, we have been tested lately. And we have been. That's, I, I get where you're coming from on that. Yep. All right. I'm going to ask you about habits. I said before that yeah, it'd be great to be in the habit of reading my Bible more. I'm, I'm not great at that. I put it by my coffee maker. But my question kind of rolls into that. My question is, what is the best habit that you have? The best habit yeah, that I have. Yeah. If you want to think of it differently, what wow. habit are you kind of proud of? It could be small. Mine is very, very small. And okay. it's going to sound in- insignificant. But okay. What's the best habit that you have? All right. You ready? Um, okay. I ho- hopefully our dentist is not listening. Okay. <laughs> um, Your dentist. We are a multi-dentist yes. family. I, I don't floss as much as I should. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to be completely transparent here. Okay. However, there's one habit that I am very proud of, and that is that I am the king of Listerine. <laughs> okay? So, oh my gosh, as I my wife can attest, coming out. Okay. I will take a swish of Listerine, mm-hmm. get into the shower, mm-hmm. and swish the entire shower every single morning of my life. I cannot believe you're sharing this. Yes. And when I get out, mm-hmm. I am minty fresh. And I saw a commercial just recently okay. that says, when you do that, it's almost like flossing. <laughs> it's almost it's almost as good as flossing. It's the lazy man's flossing. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just saying, I'm pretty proud of that. <laughs> I can hold Listerine in. Like I can a, hold it in for like half an hour. I have no problem. Like you know, champ. most people, they like, ha, it's burnt. My taste buds have been dead for years. <laughs> it just has burned them right out. Boom, done. Okay. Listerine, cool mint, the blue, the green, doesn't matter. Okay. Bam. That's that's one of the habits I'm most proud of. Oh my gosh. I love that. And <laughs> you said it could be little. I'm going no, with it. For real, you took it exactly to the level exactly. that mine is. So okay, if your best habit is <laughs> swishing Listerine like a champ, yeah. Can you guess what mine is? I'm I, so I, nervous to ask you that. I have. All right, I, I'm just gonna I say. I don't know. You better not ask me that. I have no idea what you could claim. Go ahead. Is that I drink water all the time? You are a big water drinker. Yeah, and you know, some it's funny because I feel like drinking water is trendy now, which crack like yeah. I don't know how else to say it. It cracks but you up. It does because it feels like people are like, let me carry around my like you know 48 ounce water jug and like oh you know, I'm like, okay, it's. We've been doing this forever. We've been, you know? Yeah. And I remember being at meals with your family when we were dating and I'd always drink more than everyone else. Like I'd get to my second cup and everyone's like not really drinking a whole lot. Not water, but like whatever's there. But no, like drinking water is not a problem for me. It really isn't. I prefer it over most things. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like a nice coffee like 
you know, the best of them. But when it comes to mealtime, I'm like, yeah, I just want lots of water. And in the morning, I have the habit of I do drink my one cup of coffee in the morning. Mm-hmm. I rinse out that cup. I fill that up with water. And then I carry around my big hydro flask, not the little one, the big one. How many ounces is that? Maybe 24? I, I don't know. It's big. And I drink usually two of those a day. And then whatever was the size of my coffee cup. So like 12 ounces. That's a lot of and water. And then I drink more at meal times in the evening. I can so, drink water, but it has to be super, super cold. I know okay. that's really odd. Yeah. But it's got to be cold. Like ice cold water, okay. I could drink it all day. But tap, like room temperature warm, I just, ugh. Yeah. I need, I I need a little flavor. Yeah. So, all right, habits. Listerine, water, <laughs> check, check. All right, Rick, you came at me I'm, I'm uh, really very, very deep at the beginning, but... I'm, I I'm have real, a sense you're going I'm somewhere really else. Proud. I'm really proud that I lay out my clothes the night before. I think that's, that is that, a, good, that's yeah. a good habit. You, we've talked about that before. Yeah, and that's one I used it. to mess with you on, but I've also picked up that habit. All right. Okay. Fire away. What do you have? You ready? Favorite flavor of ice cream. But before you answer, there are a couple categories. Okay. Okay. Number one, favorite flavor of ice cream in the winter, in the summer, and when you're on vacation. Favorite flavor of ice cream. All right. Give me the favorite mm. flavor in the winter when it's cold outside, but this yet you still want some ice cream. This is really strange. Let me start with, I'm not a huge ice cream person, but mm-hmm. I do like our local Queen City Creamery, which yep. we have done mm-hmm. a shout out before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, does that count for ice cream? Yeah. Okay. Of course. Winter. Let's start with winter. Um, Winter. What would I choose during winter? Maybe like like a salted caramel Mm. ice cream maybe? Or maybe like a caramel cashew? Or maybe like... um, I I don't think you can go wrong to have at any time of year vanilla with sprinkles or birthday cake. Okay. I like that. What about summer? It's hot. Mm -hmm. You're trying to cool yourself off. What's what's the go-to? Maybe something fun like cotton candy flavor... Or I'm going to go old school at the ice cream factory down on the docks in Annapolis. Um, I used to go there on Sundays when I was coming along Mm -hmm. periodically with my um, nuclear family that I grew up in. And I would get bubblegum ice cream. So it was like Mm -hmm. ice cream with bits of bubblegum in it. I don't know why I love that, but I loved that as a kid. Um, That just strikes me. I'd say like something fun like that, that or, or like cotton candy ice cream. Okay. What about vacation? So you're on vacation mm-hmm. now. You are not, you know, at your normal ice cream mm-hmm. place. Yeah. What are you going? What's your go-to? If it's a nice ice cream factory, chances are they have some type of coffee ice cream mm-hmm. or something that's like coffee with like a crunch crumble in it. Mm. Um, yeah. Like, you know, the fancy pints that you get, the clear kind, like yeah. the gelato ones. Mm-hmm. I forgot the brand. But that, like a coffee kind with like a caramel swirl crunch, mm. that sounds like perfection to me. That Those are some legit answers. Very well done. Thank you, Richard. Very well done. Yeah, I'm uh, a simple man. Well, can I, winter, spring, summer, or fall, I know exactly what you get. Okay, go ahead. Answer for me, go ahead. Vanilla. Vanilla. With Lots and lots and lots of chocolate syrup, and it has to be Hershey's. Yes, Hershey syrup. No sprinkles. No sprinkles. No whipped cream. No cherry on top. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what like my ideal okay. flavors are. Okay, okay. I'm thinking winter. I'm thinking cake batter. Okay. Sorry, that's just where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Summertime, 
you got to go, if you were at a restaurant, vanilla ice cream with the chocolate, mm-hmm. okay? But if it's just normal, like, you know, every day, you know, that I'm going to go mint chocolate chip and oh, it's yeah. got to be green. Got to be green. Yeah. And if I'm on vacation, I'm either doing chocolate or cookies and cream or mint chocolate chip because those are really hard to mess up, I think. Yeah, they're pretty classic because and simple. Because if you're on vacation, you know, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Everybody has their favorite ice cream place. But when you go on vacation, they're usually scooping it out of a big like tub and it's all hard and crusty. Yeah, and like you just went to the miniature golf course yeah. and then you go out for ice cream and after. you got freezer burn on that. But you can, you can sort of power through that with the mint chocolate chip because you have the mint, which calms it mm-hmm. on your, your palate, mm-hmm. but also then you've got that, that chocolate, mm, that chocolate goodness. Yeah. I'm going to share with our, our friends here. When Rick and I were dating, I'm taking it way back. Oh, you're going to tell this story? I am. I don't think you should tell this story. I'm sharing this story. So we were like maybe two months into dating. Like maybe two months. Here we go. And I lived in a dorm, okay? This is where- by myself in a dorm. This is where the crowd turns on me. No, they won't. They won't. They won't. They won't. But I'm just sharing because it is part of our history. And you know how you like try to- show the person you're newly dating that you heard them and you were listening to them and like you know what you say matters and like I picked up on your little nuances or what you're into and so I was so proud of myself because at the time I did have a car in college but probably not a lot of gas money and I went to the store and I bought my I guess we were using the term boyfriend by then my boyfriend a tub of Briar's mint chocolate chip ice cream. And I thought, oh, I mean, he's going to be so happy. He comes over to my dorm. You know, we're probably about to go out to dinner. And I'll be like, hey, I have a surprise for you in my freezer. And he opens up the freezer and he was like, oh, yeah, thanks. And like when Rick isn't fully enthusiastic, he's still like charming and polite. But you can very easily tell he's not hundred percent so I could tell there was a reservation there this is where it they took, turn it took some peeling back but this let's is where just they say, turn this is where they turn I do not like mint chocolate chip ice cream and I'm going to share with all of you that that ice cream was never touched and do you want to share with them why you did not touch the Briars mint chocolate chip ice cream because what what was wrong with it Richard I don't want to say no say it I don't want to say I'll say it it is March because it wasn't green <laughs> In Rick's brain, it's not real mint chocolate chip ice cream unless it's green. Okay. I knew I did not learn this right away. I learned it quickly. I had to tell my mom because guess what she used to do? She also learned that he, do you remember this? She also learned that he liked mint chocolate chip ice cream. And my parents stock Rick's favorite food when we come to visit. Still to this day, might I add. And I had to go, hey, mom. It's really nice that you went out and bought him Briars because we in our family think that that's one of the best <laughs> brands of ice cream. But Rick doesn't like it unless it's green. And she looked at me like, <laughs> he's crazy, but okay, I'll get him a green mint chocolate chip. So that okay. you sharing about mint chocolate chip, I can't help but think okay. of that. Okay, all right. So all of the people <laughs> out there that now think I am very weird, <laughs> let me just say. We if, all have our things. If the lights are low, you can't see, and I'm sure it tastes <laughs> fine. But I like to look at what I eat, 
and it's there's just something about eating clear ice cream it's not, that it's tastes not like mint. It's, I'm just, it's white. It was white. It, it's the, but it's, it's the flavor. It's natural. It's the okay. natural flavoring. Okay. Not that artificial stuff, which you would prefer, <laughs> which is okay. I like green mint chocolate chip. Okay. All right. I'm it. just saying. You know Does what? that make me a bad person? Hey, Maybe. We've done this before for different things. If you are a fan <laughs> of mint chocolate chip ice cream and you're on the left side of the couch and believe that it has to be green to be authentically real mint chocolate chip ice cream, <laughs> give us a shout out this week. Tell us about that. Okay. Um, and we did have someone on the uh, eating mashed potatoes with the spoon episode tell us yeah. that they also... Eat mashed potatoes that. with a spoon. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, Jamie, we're, we're we're on the same page, right? But if any of you out there are aligned with this philosophy, let us know. It might bring us a smile this week. I, you know, it's just a, it's just a it's a thing. It's a thing. All right. I'm sorry. We have time for me to go to my next. Believe yes. it or not, this is going to be a long one tonight. I can oh my tell. gosh. We're only on my second question. Okay, here we go. Okay. So here's something that I have thought about multiple times in our marriage because I do believe that there are moments where people might not fully understand me or like misconstrue like my demeanor or how I am or whatever it might be. So this is a quick question. You can share with it whatever comes to mind. But my question is, what do people not get about you? What do you think they misunderstand? What do you think they not get about you? Now's your chance. What do they not what do they get not about get? me? Like, like the average person that, you wow. know, maybe you're not. Okay. You've talked before about the circle of friends. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about your circle of friends. I'm talking about people that maybe see you a couple times a week or you bump into them or they just know you from the community. What do people not get about you? What do they not understand? What's maybe misunderstood? What do people not get about you? Well, I think in general, most people think that I come to the studio at 4.30 in the afternoon and put my pajamas on and teach a couple classes, hi-ya, break some boards, spin some weapons in the air, and I'm home by 8 o'clock. I think that's a huge misunderstanding about like what it is that I actually do. You think there's people out there who think that? I guarantee there's really? people that okay. think that. Okay. I mean, just so you know, I, I have spent almost 13 hours at the studio today, just today. Right. But look, this is not about me bragging about things. It's just that I think one thing that people maybe misunderstand or don't understand is what the price is for success and what that kind of looks like, that there is always a trade-off for what you want Versus what you have to do to get it, I guess. I So I, I think that would be one thing. Um, I don't know. Why do I not like camping? I, people don't understand that. Why, why do I not like camping? Well, I don't want to get mosquito bites. I, I don't want to get, you know, poison ivy. I'm not, I'm not a fan of, you know, it raining in the middle of the night and, you know, not getting any sleep and maybe being attacked by a bear. You know, people don't understand why I don't like camping. You know, that's why, you know. On the, <laughs> I don't know the, what else you want yeah, me to say. No, it's okay. no, that was good. That was good. Like on the day to day, people you run into who don't really know you well, what do you think they wish? I guess that's a good way to put it. What do you wish that people who see you on the day to day that don't really know you well, what do you wish they knew that you don't think that they do? Um, I think that 
I'm not always, I'm not always available to solve problems. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. Is that, uh, mm. is that too closed? No. I don't know. It, I feel like, um, I feel like when I'm a dad, I just want to be a dad. Yeah. Or if I'm a family member, I just want to be a family member. And we can go into a huge tangent here mm. of all the places where people have asked me about martial arts. It is insane. It's insane. drive throughs at banks, in Walmart, taking a tour for our kids' preschool, at our ultrasound, mm-hmm. okay, right? Crazy, just crazy stuff. Like people just, they, they don't... Understand boundaries. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think that's one of the things I wish they understood of like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, he's with his family. Maybe, maybe we should just, maybe we should call the studio and ask or maybe reach out on social media or something like that. Um, I think that would be the biggest thing that I would want people to know that I'm approachable. I'm friendly. I'm fun. I'll answer any questions you have. But if it's a question about business, when I'm not in a business setting, Mm -hmm. it's really hard for me to switch gears. I always will for the most part, Mm -hmm. but it's not fair to my family. Yeah, That's what I wish people knew. Yeah. You got there. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I'll share mine. Sure. Uh, And I think you talked about this briefly on a different episode but I think you said something about like I come across as um was it distant or guarded guard okay guarded um there are definite moments where I can feel people's eyes watching me um it usually when I'm somewhere near the vicinity of you and I don't engage because I'm focused on my next thing. And my next thing is usually getting to home, getting to be with our kids. And, you know, you mentioned the Enneagram before. I identify as an Enneagram 5, which is an observer. And I've never heard my this character trait better described before than this. So I'm going to share. And it shared that one of the qualities of someone who identifies as an Enneagram 5 is that you go through your day like you're a cell phone that only has so much battery Hmm. and every interaction depletes your battery. So you get to a point of your day where you are literally scrambling to get to quote unquote safe space so that you can recharge. And I feel that way every day of my life. Hmm. And in those moments when it's often when I'm at the studio and I've just worked a full day and I'm, you know, for the first time seeing our children or whatever, I have moments where I almost feel like there's an expectation that I engage with other people or, you know, like you said before, in that moment, I'm just a mom watching my kid on the training floor. Yeah. You know, I'm not the owner's wife. You know, I'm not the whatever role one might think I need to fill at that time. I'm just trying to, like everybody else, get to the next part of my day so I can, if you will, plug into the the battery charger and get a little bit more juice in my soul. And I think, well, I don't think, I'm pretty certain that it comes across as cold or distant or dodging people. I'm never trying to hurt anyone's feelings or make them feel like they're not worthy of my time. I'm just depleted and I do feel like I could evaporate into thin air if I don't replenish and I have to get to safe space, I have to get to home. I have to have that. And, um, yeah, I think that is what people 
totally don't understand about me. So hmm. that's a good question. Thank you. I've never really thought of that before like that. Yeah. Well, the cool part about having a podcast yeah. is we can share things like this. And for those who choose to listen and some we may never know in a million years <laughs> heard to say it, maybe that will give some insight and be yeah. like, oh, well, I okay, I kind of get that. So, you know, we don't do this to, to for, for any reason than to hopefully inspire and influence and for us to reconnect and, you know, celebrate the victories, which we're leading to here in a second. But yeah, that is the cool part about being able to have a platform. Yeah. Where we can just share these things. So Yeah, absolutely. So right. hopefully you learned a little bit more about us. So That's us. we're to the point now where it's our couch crumb. Couch crumb of the week. Do man. you want to go first? My heart is just not in my work days right now. I'm going to be very transparent. It's just not there. I, I'm trying to find connection and purpose in moments, but my heart is just not tuned in to my day-to-day workplace. Hmm. And I'm struggling a little bit with that. That's a bit of my couch crumb. Hmm. I'll just keep it at that. Well, I think we've all been there and done that. Mm-hmm. You have those highs and lows and some days you are enthusiastic and other days you're enthusiastic to leave. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, mine is that yesterday was probably one of the most miserable days I think I've ever had body wise. Mm, okay. I was super, super sore. Yeah. And for those of you that, that don't know, uh, ran the marathon Within four hours, we were at the airport ready to fly home. Mm -hmm. And then we got in a car and drove back to the house. We got home at like midnight. Yeah, Yeah, it was, it was a long, it was a long day, but it was really, really taxing. So yesterday I paid the price and was extremely sore. I mean, I could hardly move yesterday. It was so odd. You know, I could not go up and down stairs. I had trouble sitting down. It was, it was rough. It was really rough. But here's the thing. Your body is filled with acid and just soreness. And the only way to get rid of that is you got to get it moving. Mm -hmm. So today I feel, tonight I actually feel pretty good. I'm sore to the touch, but not sore where I don't think I could like take the stairs, you know, move, you know, so that, that's a good thing. So that's my, that's my crumb. You know, it did give me a glimpse into our future, hon. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) I was, I was hobbling around. I couldn't straighten my legs. It was, it was bad. No joke. Like you look like you needed a cane. You did. Yeah. 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 And you know, I think I felt, you know, I felt like, like walking through the airport, I felt like, okay, this is what maybe older people feel like that everybody's going so fast and you just can't, can't. your body's just like it's i can't shot. i can't do yeah. it yeah i guess that that is a precursor yeah. too i mean i don't know maybe i don't know i guess Lord we'll willing. find out yeah. we shall find out all right let's flip it prop your feet up can i go first you can that okay all right i have a few um one of them you alluded to at the the top of of the uh show and that is the amount of text and support and people telling me that they were praying for you because of this race, um, friends of ours that are listeners and, you know, people that I don't hear from overly often reach out and let me know that whether it was on social media personally or a random text message, um, it really meant a lot. It really did. Um, 
I just wanted to say that. It, I, luckily, if you're in our circle and you did express that to me, hopefully I did. Uh, you did hear back from me. I think I got to everybody who, who said something and, and, you know, really tried to lift us up in that way. Cause I think you could tell at the end of the last episode that, yeah, we did have a lot of challenges going on and Rick going into this marathon. We did need God's strength for sure. And your prayers and, you know, your thoughts and your messages really did mean a lot. So to me, that was a huge prop your feet up. Um, and going along with that, being there for you, being there for you at the marathon, that was, um, you know, I didn't know it would happen. Like we said, we kind of whipped this uh, together that I was able to be there through the help of, uh, you know, amazing grandparents, you know, and, and diving in and, and helping our kids and, and, you know, all, all three grandparents here on this earth got together and, you know, supported our kids and rallied around them. And, um, you know, that's, that's not something we ever expect for them to do in our absence. And we know they will, of course, but, um, yeah, I was glad and I'm, I'm blessed to have had that opportunity to be there alongside of you to support you. And, um, yeah, I mean that that was definitely my prop this week. And while we were in Myrtle beach, I happened to have family there. Um, my cousin, Kristen, whom I haven't seen in, I want to say probably about four years. Um, I got to see her and my mom's sister and, you know, my uncle and, some extended family so yeah and I got to meet my my sweet little uh second cousin uh so yeah it was it was really cool that was cool that was like a cool little bonus yeah um and on a whirlwind I think it was a 44 hour trip um (laughs) to get that in and you know today I I shared a couple pictures on our my private Facebook page and I still had a couple people who were like oh my gosh I wish I would have known you were in Myrtle because I forgot I have two other connections down there too that were like I would have loved to seen you and I'm thinking Oh gosh, like there that there's no way. I mean, we barely yeah. had a chance to sleep and we did run into somebody that we knew at we the hotel. Did. It was insanity. <laughs> I was like, This oh, is crazy. Of all the places yeah. we run into somebody. It was like so insane. we were checking out and this guy goes, Hey, hey Rick. Hey Rick, how you doing? I was <laughs> like, Hey What? It's like this is crazy. Yeah. And yeah. so it goes. That's so part of life. We'll keep him anonymous, but yeah, yeah that was family friend. That's yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah, distant connection. That was kind of cool. Yeah. So I have a couple uh, props. One is um, that just recently I've started saying no to a couple things. Hold on. Stop. Yes, guys. That's that's a wife that is in full applause. That's hard. It's called growth, and that's, that's hard awesome for thing. a three. But yeah, uh, I awesome. think after a lot of self-reflection here the past couple of weeks, I'm just, I'm just too busy, and I, I just need to slow down. And my good friend, uh, Pastor Mark, has helped me with that, mm-hmm. and uh, I think Mr. Bill has helped me out, and a couple other key people have really just mm-hmm. said, "Dude, what are you doing here, man? You're going, you're gonna, you're gonna burn out. You're going to that's right explode." And and uh, so. Uh, with that, I am proud to say, not sad to say, proud to say that I've pushed back the release of my first leadership book to the fall and um, kind of stinks uh, just because I keep saying it's going to happen, but it doesn't. <laughs> and so, you know, if it doesn't come out in the fall and it comes out at Christmas time or whatever, okay. it doesn't matter. It's yeah. in God's hands. It'll yeah. all come together. It'll be okay. But yeah. I, I, I feel like that, you know, I've, I've said no to a lot of things mm-hmm. recently that I would have said yes to That's right. two months ago, a month ago. And uh, I just realized that got to slow down a little bit. Um, so I've said no to a handful of things so I could say yes to a couple things that are even better. So 
Um, just know it's not intentional. I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm not trying to make you wait for my book, but I do want to uh, make it at just the right time. I think it, it, it yeah. needs to be, I need to be excited about it, not one thing, one more thing on the checklist. That's you know right. I mean? That's exactly right. And you know, I've said this to you before and I don't know where the quote comes from, but one thing, especially in our American society, we forget is that rest is as valuable as work. Yeah. 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 I think, like I said, uh, Pastor Mark has really helped me. Uh, my good friend, my good friend, Pastor Mark, has helped me sort of realize that we're working from a place of rest and, uh, you know, resting in our faith. And I think that's one of the reasons why Julie's so strong in her faith and uh, has really pulled us through is because she just, she gets it. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm trying to do a better job of getting it too. So anyway. Um, and then my second prop is uh, that Julie was extremely pivotal for me to finish that race over the weekend. And uh, I think a lot of your happiness as an adult is who you're connected with and who you spend your time with. And I am so incredibly blessed uh, to have found my wife and how wonderful that she is and how she's such a giver. And she just poured into me every need that I could have even imagined over the weekend. She was just right there. Um, and she's not just the, you know, cheerleading type, like, I'll oh, just come and watch. I mean, she was, she was up with me the almost the whole night. Cause you know, when you race, you have to drink water and when you drink water, what goes in comes out, you know? So it just, uh, from, you know, Ubering to where we needed to be. I saw her several times on the course. I saw her in one place. She's like, Hey Rick. And she was like, like literally walking right next to me on the other side of the road for as long as, you know, I could, I, try and I, keep I, up. I could do, you know, it's just like, wow, she's here and she's there. And she was, I missed her at mile eight. And then we were in mile nine. And then we were there uh, connected at 16. And then again, I think it's like 21 20, or something. Yeah. Or, and then right at the end, I mean, right around the bend, she was right there videotaping and cheering me on. And just, it was my, it was my, my rock. It's what I needed. So she just con was constantly like, what do you need? What can I do? How can I serve you? And it was like, wow, I was going to do this by myself. How stupid was I? I mean, you know, I should have um, realized that without her, I'm just, I don't know if I could do it. So thank you. You're welcome. My pleasure. Love you. Yeah, love you back, babe. Well, guys, as we wrap up today, we uh, we know today's been a little bit of a different episode. We hope that, uh, you know, one day we'll we'll return to more nostalgic, uh, funny things and, and more randomness. And today's been a bit of a deeper episode than than usual. Thanks for sticking around with us. We especially thank those um, out there, other listeners who have completely different opposite viewpoints than we do on faith. We thank you for listening. We thank you for taking in um, just kind of what we believe in and just listening. So thank you for that. We respect you so much and, and thank you for being a part of our journey. Um, we just hope that you feel welcome here. We hope that this is a place you can come to to reflect, to, um, you know, live your own truth, to to certainly celebrate your victories one day at a time and, and invite those in who, um, 
you want to celebrate with. So just remember, guys, we are not in this alone. We're here to lift you up. We certainly are open to any feedback you have for us, anything you want to share. And uh, in the meantime, out there, just be a light, guys. Celebrate those victories and, uh, you know, have your favorite scoop of uh, ice cream this weekend. (laughs) As long as it's green. Uh, Something like that. Well, in the spirit of March, go for it. Have some green mint chocolate chip ice cream. And we will see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. We are Rick and Julie Rando, and you've been listening to the Victory Couch podcast. You can follow the Victory Couch on Instagram, Facebook, and thevictorycouch.com. Count your lessons, your blessings, and your victories. We'll save a seat for you right here next time on the Victory Couch.